The Profane Argument is a podcast for secularists, freethinkers, agnostics, and atheists. We discuss topics that we think are relevant to non-believers. Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sixth Profane Argument Podcast. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Okay, first off, we'd like to start with a question that we can all answer, and this time, uh, Jared has the question. Jared? I do have a question. It's a, it's a personal one, though. I want to know this about you three. I don't care about the listeners. I've stated <laughs> that before, right? <laughs> do you have a favorite famous atheist, someone who's in the media a lot, and if you do, why do you like this person so much? I don't know who's going to take the question first, but feel free to jump in at any time. How about me? Right. Oh, Ian? Oh, that's right. Ian wanted to go first. I did want to go first. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) Because I have the shortest list and I, you know, didn't want to step on anybody else's. Or I did want to step on... Well, you don't have to... I know you you don't don't have have to to be original, but... No, no, no. You don't have to list everybody. Oh, no. No, no, just one. I was... I would say, uh, by by far, I would have to say Penn Jillette is at the top. Huh. He does magic tricks. So there you go. He's all the way at the top because of that. Uh, in addition to that, I had the good fortune of meeting him before one of his shows when he was on tour. He was came to State College, and he and Teller stopped into uh, Jared and I's hangout, The Coffee Cellar. Oh, no wow. Shit. And sat down to have some coffee with everybody. Like, I walked in, and... Saw the usual crew, and I was like, whoa, who's that seven-foot giant that looks like Penn from Penn and Teller talking to everybody? Oh, well, I'll go get a coffee. And I was like, well, that's weird. This guy in the back kind of looks like Teller. And I was like, oh, my God, this is happening. <laughs> and uh, he was, you know, just making small talk with everybody, and he told us all a uh, story about the time that he had to become an ordained minister to perform a wedding service for a close personal friend of his. So I found that amusing. And, you know, the fact that in the other half of the shop, Teller was back there engaging people in assorted stories about his life. Uh, you know, I met I met them too, Ian. Did you? Yeah, I went to a show of theirs in Vegas one time. And after each show, they stand out in the hallway outside the auditorium. And they just stand there, no guards, no nothing, and just bullshit with everybody. Oh, that's nice. For though. like a few minutes. But I'll tell you the coolest thing that he did was... Before the show starts, they welcome you to come onto the stage and inspect this box. It's, you know, it's part of a trick that they're going to do. So everybody comes up on the on the stage and you're looking at this box and you can walk around it. And off to the side is a three-piece kind of jazz band going. You know, a guy with a piano, a guy with like a big bass and shit like that. Sure. Nobody nobody's paying attention to the band. They're all looking at the box. And as I'm waiting to get to look at the box, I glance, I'm staring at the band and I go that is fucking Pendulette playing that bass right there, right? <laughs> Nobody knows him. He locks eyes with me, right? And I, like, mouth, I'm like, Pen? And he just gives me the old thumbs. He's like, yep. <laughs> and just continued on playing. That's really like, amazing. How do you not recognize Pendulette? Well, he, he was huge. Right, but he it's they're, like, off to the side. It's dark. He's dressed head to toe in black. He's got, like, this big, wide-brim hat on. Like, sure. you, re- you really have to, like, be like an asshole like me and not pay attention to what's going on around you and other shit. And you know, I'm just like, I'm not looking at the thing I'm supposed to be looking at. I'm looking at the band. <laughs> right. So well, that, that's uh, interesting. We had the exact same experience, by the way. Karen and I both, uh, we, we've been to the, the, the Penn and Teller show in Vegas and met them afterwards as well. So yep. 
Oh, okay, that's cool. Were you shocked as I was when uh, Teller was talking <laughs> outside? Like I was like, I'd no, never seen that before. I, I had heard that he he does that as long as they're not you know on stage on camera. Right. That, yeah, I had heard that before, so I wasn't shocked. But it was cool. It was cool to actually hear his voice. Mm. Yeah, I'd seen him on I don't know a news show or something before, and he talked, and I think he said something about it. He's like, people never expect me to talk, but that's part of the act. <laughs> well, you know, some people are married to the role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they keep it up. <laughs> Well, he does it very – I mean, uh, even on their uh, Fula show, mm-hmm. he doesn't talk. Right. Like, yeah. It's not just the magic show. It's it's in the, that whole persona. So yeah. Right. Every, all his public persona never speaks. But uh, what I don't know. Jared may, may have got to hear this as well. I don't know if you two did. And this is kind of derailing, but it is related. Recently, Howard Stern played a clip on his show of Gilbert Godfrey in his normal speaking voice. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes, that just blew my mind. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! That's not his normal speaking voice. No, no, he's he's got a very you know just a normal uh, like quiet demeanor. He was calling Gary, uh, you know, about booking himself on the show, and he was like, "Hey, Gary, this is Gilbert. I was just calling to say," and everybody's Holy like, "Oh shit. God, you sound like a serial killer." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to hear this. Huh. Yeah, it was quite surprising. Every time I see someone who has a shtick out of that shtick, it really, really is is quite shocking. Sure. So, to sum it all up, Ian, yes. the only reason you like Pendula is your favorite is because you met him once? <laughs> no, because he does and magic. he does magic. Yeah. Okay. Magic put him at the top. Meeting him in, in, a, in that setting, really, also. Yeah. When were they, when were they in State College? Oh, uh, 98? Oh, okay. That's, That's right when I left. <laughs> Could have been, no, did you leave in, nine, then it might have been in 97. I mean, you were probably still around. I don't think so. I think you would have brought that up to me, and I would remember that. Huh, and I would then, be upset that I was not at the... Coffee cellar when that happened. Sure. Yeah. So let's say let's say right around ninety eight was was very possible. Interesting. Have you ever read his book? No. Books are for suckers. Oh yeah. Dude. Yeah. We. I know that's a dirty lie. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask again. <laughs> no, I've not read Penn's book. What? Uh, it's an interesting book. It's short. Okay. What? Is, it's it's like hell no or it's God no and God then there's no? there's God yeah. no there's two of them there's God no and something like had to spend the holidays as an atheist or something like that but I read uh, God okay. no. It's very short. It's just a lot of little short stories involving his experience with religion and stuff like that. There's an amazing story where he takes Hasidic Jews out to have, like, disgusting pork sandwiches <laughs> and stuff like that, like, after they renounce the religion. <laughs> wow. Cool. All right, Karen, I want you to go next because I'm pretty sure I know who you're going to say. But go. Okay. Well, I was going to change my answer to uh, James Randi because we met him, but I'm not going to do that because I think my favorite is not still him, although he's very cool. Interesting, because that's who I thought you were going to... Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, that was a cool encounter. We can talk about that, too. But I think my favorite is still Lawrence Krauss. He is... Well, if, if anybody doesn't know who he is, he's a theoretical physicist and a cosmologist. And he is a super nerd, basically. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's 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 a, he always seems to be like a really, really nice person. He's very smart. He's very articulate. He, I don't know, just kind of personifies what I think of as a scientist. That's why I really like him. So that's my answer. I like Lawrence Krauss. Says the person with two parents who were scientists. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he is he is absolutely a big nerd. I mean, yeah. he is the author of The Physics of Star Trek. So ah. if you are really into Star Trek, hey, so is he. <laughs> you know, I like watching him because not only is he a gigantic nerd, but he is generally excited about what he's talking about. Yeah. You know, and that gets you like, that's why I like Neil deGrasse Tyson, too, because it's like he really, really loves this shit. You oh, know? yeah. 
Well, I mean, I, Bill Nye's an asshole, but <laughs> <laughs> makes me glad I didn't pick Bill Nye. We'll have to get into that later. <laughs> I would like to hear where did you guys meet James Randi? Uh, he was on campus. The Atheist Alliance of Penn State brought in uh, James Randi to I don't I don't know what to, to give a talk basically, and uh, we were in line. And he, he is the smallest human I have ever met. I think. I think well, he we, we actually weren't – there wasn't a line per se. Like we showed up at the auditorium and we're just hanging out and they're like, well, you know, we're, the auditorium's not really open yet. So we're just hanging out in the hallway and here here comes James Randy down the hallway, like just out of nowhere. And he comes up to us and he's like, do you know where the restroom is? <laughs> that was like, the You're big, the amazing Randy. <laughs> no, yeah. But yeah, uh, that's how we met James Randy was he, he needed to go take a piss. So. Well, I – I also got to play a small part in his show too, which is really cool. So, oh yeah, I yeah. forgot about that. So we're we're standing, we're back standing in line. He comes back from the bathroom and he goes, um, "Does I need a volunteer for part of the show?" And I'm like, "Oh, me, me, me!" So he took me outside and we went over to a picnic table and he told me to you know find a word in a book and uh, write it down on a piece of paper and hold on to it. And he was going to guess what the word was during the show. I'm like, "All right." So I look through the book, find a word, and he says, nothing too obvious and nothing, you know, too mundane. You can't use the, and you can't use califragilistic expialidocious. Right. Just find a generic word. So I do this and um, go sit down and watch the show. And he gets to that part of it. And he says, by the amazing powers of Jim James Randi, I'll think of what the word is. And he writes this thing that looks like, you know, Klingon. It looks bizarre. Then he turns it over and it's the word that I wrote down. Right. And I'm like, how the... How did he do that? Because he's, you know, he's specifically stood away, didn't, you know, watch what I was doing. And then I thought back about it. And there was this kid sitting at the picnic table where I wrote the word down. And he was just listening to his iTunes. He had his earbuds in and I wasn't paying any attention to him at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ugh, you bastard. <laughs> so the kid was part of it too. And I didn't, didn't even think about it at the time. And I was misdirected by James Randi to let the kid see the word that I picked. And then he wrote it up on stage. It was very clever. Yeah, that was but, his whole shtick was the whole misdirection and, yeah. you know, keep cr thinking critically because you're. It, it's really easy to fool people. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. Wow. You got me. That, and that is, a for me, I would say the most unique part of that experience is that, you know, we've been friends for a long time. So I've come to know that in all settings like that and all others – Ray is picked 100% of the time for audience participation. <laughs> the idea that they would actually pick Karen is blowing my mind. I, I might have volunteered energetically. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Randy works in mysterious ways, Ian. Yeah, really. It was cool. I will go, I will go third. So I had, I had a couple names. Definitely wanted to mention James Randy in any case, but I had a couple other names in reserve. So the person that I have to say I enjoy watching the most, uh, the, the fact that you mentioned Lawrence Krauss and, and he's always nice, I mm. find it amusing because my first pick is the exact opposite. He's oh. normally a douche. <laughs> and not a douche, but he, he's – no, he's normally <laughs> just an ass to people just because he can be mm. or, or he could be. Christopher Hitchens. Oh, by I knew far, it. <laughs> by far my most enjoy – I watch – I can rewatch – any of his videos, almost any of his videos, any length of time. 
Um, I just enjoy the way he spoke. I enjoy the way he, he handles himself, the way he handles the conversations. But he can be an ass. Like, he can just shoot oh, people down and rip a, them apart. He is a pompous asshole is what he is. But I love <laughs> I like him, too. Like, But damn, is he condescending to people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He definitely was. But at the same time, he could usually back it up with complete, you know, knowledge of any any subject that, that you brought up. Mostly political or anything to do with, with religion, obviously, but very enjoyable to listen to, in my opinion. I would like to think that I could have got along with him, but I don't know, because mm. I, I might be trying. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> in any case, he was definitely one of the... He, he has to be my top pick, because like I said, I can rewatch his stuff anytime. Now, my backup, just in case somebody else did pick Hitchens, my backup was going to be Bertrand Russell. I don't even know who that is. He was a mathematician in the early part of the 20th century. I don't remember when he died, but it's very rare to find video of him, and most of them are in black and white. But he was a outspoken atheist as well. The, the thing that got me with him is, one, super intelligent. I mean, incredible intelligence. And the way he spoke, he had a way of speaking that was just slightly different. It was very aristocratic, very polite. Again, it's it's more of like the way he spoke and the way he said things. Hmm. Like he was asked at one point, do you think you're better or that you're, you know, smarter than Christians just because, you know, because you're an atheist and, and you don't, you, you know, you don't fall for, for their shtick? And his response is, well, I don't think I should have said so. Like he, it's just the way he says it just struck me as being very aristocratic, very, very polite, and yet really solid on, on the points of, of atheism. So sorry, I had two. <laughs> oh, that's all right. <laughs> I'm going to talk about a few too, is like, cause I, ha I do have a few notable mentions in there. Sure. Pendulette being one of them mm. and Dawkins and Hitchens, I both like too, except that they're, what I like about the, the person I'm going to mention is the way that they approach the subject with other people. So with like Hitchens and Dawkins, it's very co condescending, it's very, very smart, gentle. Yeah, very in your but, face. Yeah, yeah, very smart gentleman. But I can see why people would really dislike them. And I and I and I'm in the same boat as Ray. It's like if I was in the same room with them, I'm afraid that they would both hate me. You know, <laughs> be like, you know, you're not far enough. Penn, on the other hand, who I really like and stuff like that, he comes. At it with like a warm, open arms, you know. He's like, "Come here, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to, you know, but I'm not mad in this and that." But they're all notable mentions. They're not my favorite. My absolute favorite has got to be Bill Maher, hands oh, wow. down, because while he may not be as smart as the other guys, I mean, I, I could equate him to Pendulette. They're both showmen. <laughs> I love Bill's just flat out frustration with people <laughs> of religion and his like. I am just so sick of your bullshit. I'm not even – every time someone of religion comes on his show, he's like, oh, oh, you're talking about your old Bronze Age beliefs that you still believe in. And, and you know, and he's like, and none of that's true and you're an asshole for believing it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I kind of love that straightforwardness of it. Well, he so also Bill did Mar – Yeah, he also did that really, really good um, – irreligious? What was it? Religious? Religious, yeah. Religious, yeah. But I had read an article, and I don't know if this is true, that a lot – not to say – because it is a great – thing and the interviews that he does and the and the uh the ways that the people contradict themselves was great mm. some of the history in there and maybe you guys can clear this up because you're smarter than me too about yeah. the jesus the myth of jesus and the way the the resurrection and the birth and all that stuff like that that it's all taken from 
other religions, but I heard somewhere that that might not be true. That's been now exaggerated. Re- like the, the the comparison to Mithras to Osiris, you know, all the the, the thing is the, there was a video that I don't even remember what it was called, but it linked the story of Jesus to like all these other previous deities back in history, but it linked it a little bit too much. I've yet to see any piece that like for each one of them, it seems like they pulled a piece here and a piece there. And right. it wasn't like that story completely fit everybody down the line, mm-hmm. but there was an, there were enough things that link them together that you can you can say that Christianity pulled the story from here and there all over the place. That's well, that's what I see. But Christianity does do that though. I mean, you, you look at <laughs> things like Easter, and it's it you know it, it took a spring celebration, a, a pagan holiday, and turned it into something about um, Jesus. I mean, even the, the number of days don't make any sense. So from Good Friday, which is when Jesus died on the cross, to Easter Sunday when he was resurrected, was three days. Now count with me, because that's two days. <laughs> so I went. I searched on the internet to see if I could find out, you know, somebody explaining that contradiction. And the best thing that somebody came up with is, well, back then they didn't have a concept of zero. So day one was Friday, day two was Saturday, and day three was Sunday. I'm like, well, come on. <laughs> <laughs> zero hadn't been invented yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah. So the idea of you know Christianity, Christianity incorporating other religions and beliefs. Yeah, I think that is a thing, but. The entirety of um, the narrative, no, probably not. I think that some of it was made up on the fly. <laughs> oh, if that's the case, Religious is back on top for me. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Religious, I think, was a very good, well-put-together movie. I just – I wish he would have taken it, like, a little further. I don't know. Mm. Maybe it was from you know, watching the Hitchens videos where he takes it all the way he can. Um, right. But I think Bill was very cordial to a lot of – you know, the people that he interviewed. Mm-hmm. And in some places, you couldn't have taken it fur- further. Like the, uh, I'm remembering the uh, the chapel at the truck stop. It, it got to the point where I, I think they were thinking about hanging him, you know? Yeah, that, their one guy gets really pissed off and he's oh, like, if yeah. you're going to talk shit about my God, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I think he could have gone a little bit further. But overall, it's definitely worth a, worth a watch. A very good movie. Yeah, I would agree. Same here. Gets the profane argument stamp of approval. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Karen, do you want to take us into our first news story? News story, okay. So today we're going to talk about a uh, bill that was brought up in Idaho. So Idaho, this is an article that I saw back in February. The Idaho Republican Party Central Committee officially endorsed the Bible in state public schools. So they were trying to use the Bible in public schools. And I'll, I'll read the quote. Although the Bible has valid educational uses in a number of classes, the resolution included a huge laundry list of possible topics where it could apply. And those included a number of sciences, specifically astronomy, biology, and geology. So so they were going to use it as a textbook. Yes, they were going to use it as a textbook. Wow. And you could use it, I think you could do a, uh, you could, certainly you could use the Bible in a comparative religion class absolutely and <laughs> the torah and um whatever other text you want to bring into it but using it as you know a source for astronomy was a, a little bit much so the reason we bring it up now is because seven days ago on april 6 the governor vetoed it so it got all the way through the senate and the house of idaho all the way to the governor's desk and i like this part the, the governor is his name is butch otter <laughs> Sweet! Classic <Yeah>. Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep. But he vetoed it. So it did, it did not go in. But it went through all their you – know, they, they all thought this was a great idea. I'd use it for an astronomy class. That's astonishing. Yeah, really uh- – Astronomy in particular mm-hmm. is astonishing. I mean, the fact that you want to use it for, you know, geography, maybe there, there's mm-hmm. some geography in there. I mean, I don't know how you would use that as a textbook. There's not that much, but well, astronomy. There- <laughs> I mean, how are they explaining the firmament <laughs> and how the stars are set in the firmament and how the, the waters of the heavens are above it? Like, is that the astronomy that they're bringing in? <laughs> And they uh, were going to use it wasn't geography it was geology. Oh, geology. Geology. Yeah. Well, Which no is, rock can be older than 6000 years old, so <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, so fortunately Butch <clears throat> he put an end to it, so that's good. You know what I find the most shocking and scary about this story is that it got that far. Yeah. And there's and there's no money angle to it. So these people really just believed it and wanted it in there and felt it would be a good thing. Like, no, not one person on the way up to getting to the governor was like, boy, this might really miseducate our kids a little bit. Like, everyone's like, no, we're all on board for this and we're not getting anything out of it other than, you know, that we think we're right. Right. You know, usually when a politician does something stupid like this, I'm like, okay, it's a money. You know, they're looking for donations or whatever, you know, whatever their angle is. Man, it was a bad angle. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's 2016. How does that happen? Three steps forward, two steps back, Ian. Oh, yeah. that's where this country is headed. Well, Slow and actually- steady wins the race? Yeah. <laughs> there is a quote from Butch. He says, I have deep respect and appreciation for the Bible as religious doctrine as well as a piece of historic literature. Uh. However, allowing it to become law is a direct contravention to the Idaho Constitution, and it could result for the loss of funding and costly litigation for Idaho public schools. So it was a monetary decision partially. Please don't sue us. <laughs> <laughs> Quietly, when the mics were off, he leaned over and was like, Disney might start shooting some movies here, so well, let's keep that open, all right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Speaking of which, uh, yeah. we have some follow-up to all these states who have been trying to, and succeeding, some of them, in passing the LGBT, anti-LGBT laws across the country. Specifically, there were a couple, I mean, North Carolina, we talked about last time, as being uh, one of the states that passed the anti-LGBT law. And everybody's pulling out of North Carolina now. Like, we have, what was it? Was it PayPal was in North Carolina? They said that they're not going to open a a uh, office in North Carolina, and I'm trying to remember who else there was. But right in front of me, I have Bruce Springsteen canceled his concert in North Carolina. Oh, good. Yeah. And so he was asked about it, and uh, I'll quote, he said, Some things are more important than a rock show, and this fight against prejudice and bigotry, which is happening as I write, is one of them. Right on, Bruce. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the response (laughs) to this was most vocal from U.S. Congressman Mark Walker, strangely a Republican, and a Republican freshman, which means he's probably a Tea Partier. He says that, uh, well, it's disappointing, and he called Springsteen a bully (laughs) for canceling the concert in protest of the law. Uh, he says that it's it's similar to a kid throwing a tantrum and saying that they're going to take their ball and go home. So it was exactly what he was doing, and now that <laughs> right. Bruce is doing it back yes. to him, it's no longer okay. Exactly. Uh, I love this. He says that uh, we've got other artists coming soon. Def Leppard and Justin Bieber. 
Well, there you go. He says, I've never been a Bieber fan, but I might have to go. <laughs> Didn't uh, Phil Robinson chime in on this at some NASCAR event? Oh, I didn't. I did not hear. Did is that, that, I, is that I, one of those? I duck read guys? an article. What's that? Is it, I don't, who, who is that? Is that a, one of the duck guys? Yes. Oh. I read an. I read an article that he made some statement that people are getting up in arms at at some NASCAR event, and then I saw it kind of wrapped into the Bruce Springsteen thing and the North Carolina stuff. But I couldn't find audio or video of the quote or even printed anywhere. So. Yeah, but I think I think <laughs> you hit it on the head that he he's accusing Springsteen of being a bully when that's exactly. Mm-hmm. What the law is allowing to happen is right. for Christians to specifically not hire somebody just because they're gay or transgender. It's just amazing that not just the stupidity, but the hypocrisy that they don't even apparently see. Right. And you well, also, I, you go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I was again, well, like Jared, I had, I was speaking with my wife before I came on the show and she had been reading something, but. She also had no details for me to do any follow-up that, you know, there's a, some sort of, you know, three-day-long weekend music festival that is in North Carolina annually, and apparently all all but, like, one of the participants has withdrawn. So, like, the headline, it, it's, it's, you know, not the same level as, like, Lollapalooza or Coachella or something, but I was just imagining, like, uh, Bonnaroo is now, uh, now on the main <laughs> stage. Some uh, three dudes from one of the local bars will be performing the headlining <laughs> act. That nice. made me uh, really happy, but unfortunately, I have no idea which which musical act it is, or which, which what type, what festival it is. But just just the thought of that everybody is really so much backlash. And what do you do when you when you find yourself so far on the wrong side of an issue and on the wrong side of history? Do you just say, "I it's too late. I got to just double down and stick with my decision"? Or do you uh, just- that's exactly what I was going to say. I'm like, when that happens, you double down on crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. But you guys missed the biggest pullout. We talked about it last night on our podcast, but X Hamster has blocked all IP addresses in North Carolina as oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. That is amazing. Uh, so we can also add Tennessee to the list. Tennessee has passed an anti-LGBT counseling bill. And we can also add Kansas to the list. And Kansas, <laughs> I don't know, they might have taken the crown on this. Because of the, the, the way the law reads and what the, the stipulations are, that in Kansas, they're actually encouraging students. Mm. If the, if a student sees a trans person go into quote unquote the wrong bathroom, they are encouraged to go and tell a teacher, tell a principal, and they're being encouraged with the incentive of $2,500 that they will receive for pointing this person out. From who is what I want to know. It's the state law. It says that it is. it will be funded by the state. The state that is already incredibly in debt because of their right-wing oh, yeah. uh, economy that the, the, they've been trying to, what, it was four years, three or four years now, they've been having the, the trickle down, the Reaganomics uh, yeah. economy in full force there, and they have no well, money. Yeah, Governor uh, Brown, what is his name, Brownback, Brownback, yeah, said that he wanted to uh, show an example of Tea Party financials it, that would work. And so four years later, and they are hugely <laughs> Super indebted. broke. Super broke. And that's not even Tea Party economics. <laughs> what the... That's even the stomach part. <laughs> How so? What do you mean? Well, isn't what isn't the whole problem with the Tea Party? Their, I mean, their main stance. It might have changed since since the beginning. Was that that people are taxed too much, right? right. 
Mm-hmm. But the concept of trickle-down economics is less taxes on the rich, let the middle class bring that out. You know, we'll fill that gap up with the middle class. So your, their taxes must have been raised on lower class people. No, no. Yeah. no? His, thing, okay. his thing was no. Who's the uh, who's the guy that makes everyone sign the petition? No tax petition. Oh, uh, you, Grover Norquist. Yeah. 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 So yeah, they they have no taxes. So they didn't raise oh. taxes on the middle. So class. they didn't really do trickle down either. They did right. <laughs> no taxes. Period. <laughs> Smart. And obviously, okay. So they will, did stick with the yeah. Tea Party theme. Yeah. I think so, yeah. I mean, I'm certainly not an economist, but their their state is in dire circumstances, and they went ahead and passed this anti-gay bill that is going to dole out more money, because what show was it? Was it the Trevor Noah? Yeah, Trevor Noah. We were watching the, he was like, I'll tell you what you do, kids. You find (laughs) yourself a friend who is trans, and you get them to go in the restroom, and then you point out that they went into that restroom, you split the money- <laughs> and you have Move a on to the next- business, twelve fifty right. per shot. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was a great idea. <laughs> it, now, yeah, and it's funny because we said the same thing last night. In addition to the twenty five hundred dollars, what happens to the person who's ratted out via Nazi style? <laughs> is it an arrestable offense, or is it just a fine? It's a good I question. question. I am not certain. And how do they prove this? Do you have to have photo evidence that the person was in there, or? Well, I assume at this point they have a witness. They have somebody, you know, who's pointing it out. Well, can't the trans person be like, no, I wasn't in that bathroom. What? <laughs> well, they're Nobody a trans w- person. They're obviously lying. Well, I know, right. I know that. I know that, Ian. But <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I also, I'm curious what the, you know, the, the repercussion is. Because, again, that is a good bounty stealing, lucrative <laughs> idea. And, you know, I mean, is it, I assume it's an arrestable offense. Is it any different than if they weren't trans? Like... If I just strolled in there and they were like, what are you doing in here? And I'm like, I wanted to watch ladies pee. <laughs> and then they were and, like, and this, oh, well, you're straight, so that's cool. And this only applies to school students. So Ian and I couldn't take a road trip out to Kansas. I wear a wig. We make millions of dollars before we leave. <laughs> I, I believe that that specifically was for students turning turning people in. Yes. Ah, damn all right. it. All right. Oh, right. I think I think the schools were actually required to pay. So the schools had to uh, enforce the regulations. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. <laughs> the cash-strapped schools. It's a great idea. So uh, It'll work great, too, because they'll save the money by not buying textbooks and using Bibles. So they'll have that extra cash laying around. <laughs> dead State. I mean, Dead State is something that I don't uh, normally read, but I saw an article on there that they did a, albeit highly unscientific survey, to determine uh, the number of people – that had been arrested or caught in the, quote, wrong bathroom, compared to the number of GOP politicians who have been arrested for sexual misconduct in bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> and oddly, there were more uh, Republicans that had been arrested in bathrooms for doing things, uh, as opposed to a uh, transgendered population. So more, that was not... I, I, I read something about this that said that there were zero trans people zero. who had right. been... So, yes, there were more GOP more. because everybody... You can think right off the top of your head of the fact that there have been cases against... Oh, yeah, GOP. the guy with the... Uh, the doing that toe, the, the toe tapping. Right. Yep. The, the <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I missed that. That was a good scandal. <laughs> so, do you guys want to take some bets, some gentlemen's bets or ladies' bets, since we have a lady here? <laughs> On uh, how long before this snowballs into gay people cannot now use the bathroom of the mm-hmm. sex that they're into and they have to have separate. So there's going to be like five, six bathrooms in every public place <laughs> eventually. 
Because obviously the whole reason that these trans people are going trans is because they want to see people going to the bathroom of the opposite sex. They're not really interested in the same sex. They want to watch these people go to the bathroom. So <laughs> that rule should apply to gay people as well, right? They specifically want a male and a female bathroom. It's not like they, they want a whole lot of bathrooms for different people. They, they specifically want a male and female bathroom. So right. I think they want everybody to be assigned to one of those two and it needs to be of their birth gender now the whole the whole gay people thing i think that falls into you know stoning territory i mm. <laughs> so the, maybe maybe the law will be gay people can't use public restrooms right I, they're not looking to accommodate people and i would say before jared's scenario comes forward i am going to say that there will be at least one incident if not more where to per I'm making air quotes, even though no one can see me, <laughs> that uh, in order to help prevent a trans person from going into the wrong bathroom is that a concerned citizen shot them. I mm. guarantee it. Mm. I'm not going to bet that against that. It's a really weird <laughs> thing because so, the, you know, the big thing is, is like and it's always with women's bathrooms. You do want a guy in there peeing with your daughter at the same time. And, you know, everyone's like, no, oh, my God, no, I don't want that. So this trans person has to use the bathroom of his birth gender. So he's going to walk into the male's bathroom, dressed to the nines as a woman. <laughs> now, are the yeah. males going to start freaking out when this guy's in there? Because he's like, well, this guy's into dick and I have a dick. He's going to try and touch me. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, like, there's just no workaround for this, except you get $2,500. <laughs> the thing that I don't get is when I go into a bathroom, I try to not pay attention to <laughs> anyone <laughs> else. else. Mm hmm. I don't care what, what what their gender is, what their you know <laughs> physical. I don't want to know. I I'm want them to do their thing. I'll do mine, <laughs> and we will leave and not even speak. That is my dream scenario. <laughs> so I don't understand how you that's get the way to do it. You're this. you're living the dream. You are truly well, you living know, the dream. Do you know how excited I was when I went down to Atlantic City? And I walked into the what was that new casino that Steve Wynn made down there in Atlantic City? Yeah, yeah. Oh, did, he, did he do the Revel? The Revel? No. Yeah. no, no, no. It was something with a B. Something with a B. Oh, did he do the the Borgata? The Borgata. Yeah. Ah, okay. okay. Oh, you said is new. it the Borgata? Yeah, that, that hasn't been new. Well, for yeah. A little I'm sorry. While. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> and I I walked into the Borgata and they had in the men's bathroom. I couldn't believe it. Private stalls where you mm. could shut the door. And you were within walls, not like the flimsy fucking plastic things that block us when we have to go <laughs> take a shit. Like, I was like, I'm going to shit in this casino every day for the rest of my life. This is the greatest. <laughs> well, American bathrooms are kind of unique this way. This is, this is really a tangent. But you know the gap that's in the door in a bathroom? Other countries don't have this. The gap is purely an American thing. And people come to this country and go, what is with the gap? I don't understand why people can see me pee. And poo, it doesn't make any sense. So it, bad engineering, bad, bad it's, engineering. Yeah, but we're sticking with it. We're, <laughs> yeah. we, 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 that, does, that is the design. Yeah. yeah. We're like, we're going to give you a foot and a half where everybody, if they really wanted to, could just bend over and look at you. <laughs> or if they want to, they can peek through this fucking five foot long crack that's running along the door. <laughs> and isn't, isn't that a nightmare scenario where, for whatever reason, you make eye contact with someone through one of those little slits? <laughs> Oh, my yeah. God, that's the worst thing that could possibly happen to a person. Well, sometimes it's a child, and then it's like, oh, God, now what do I do? <laughs> Just run. Squeeze it off and run. Oh, my God, what an engineering nightmare. 
Yeah. Well, there, there is one thing you guys are missing about this, and that is that um, all of these things are designed not to protect you, it's to protect me. It's to protect all of us little helpless women in the bathrooms yeah. who are being stalked constantly by transgendered men and other perverts. They, it's a part of the whole Christian protect the women thing and you know, maintain control over who sees them naked. It's all part of that continuum. Oh. Yeah. So the, the disturbing gaps in all the stalls mm-hmm. are in case you're in the stall and being attacked, I'll be able to see that and <laughs> no, defend no, you? The- not not the gap the the preventing oh. uh, preventing the trans people from going into the bathroom oh, oh okay. yeah, so gaps the gaps a fucking mystery <laughs> <laughs> that i don't know yeah. no the, the laws are to prevent the trans people from seeing me through that gap okay yeah Phew. i felt much safer now good <laughs> all right I, there's there's no good segue but i suppose in a in a similar mindset there was a guest on fox news and obviously right there that tells you a lot <laughs> But mm-hmm. he wanted to make the argument. This was the argument. I'll, I'll post the video online so you can actually hear the whole interview. But he wants to keep the, the discrimination legal um, against the LGBT because as soon as you allow freedoms with the LGBT, it will also it will then flow into not being able to discriminate against atheists. And he cited the verse that says that you, you should not hire an atheist, a non-believer, someone who doesn't believe. And so he says that we need to keep the discrimination against LGBT because it will snowball into allowing you or forcing the atheist to be hired by you or to for you to interact with them in some way. So this, this struck me because as much as they hate the gays... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it's it's still not as far down the list as being <laughs> an atheist dirty atheist everything struck me about this the first thing that struck me about this is when you let in with well in deuteronomy as <laughs> soon as you start quoting deuteronomy that's like like the whole thing sketch but that's like the super weird book if you want to <laughs> dig up something really bizarre that says you're not allowed to do this in christianity it always starts with well in deuteronomy <laughs> 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 like eating honey badgers? You're not allowed to eat honey badgers. That's well, right out. Deuteronomy. Right. And yeah, I didn't realize. I knew that, you know, unpopular, but I didn't realize discriminating against atheists was so fundamental to, to their oh, core beliefs. As the- they've done plenty of polls where they would rather vote for a black guy, a gay person, a lesbian, atheist, always at the top of the list as the one that they would vote for the least for like ah. president or something like that. Wow. Yet. Atheists outnumber all these minorities in America. Right. Yeah. Which is even odder that we don't have a voice anywhere politically, which is horrible. And and we're gaining, too. Yeah. None of the religions are gaining people at this point. They're all losing to non-faith. Did you, there are laws in, I don't know how many states, it was a, a decent number of states that you cannot run for public office if you're an atheist. What? Yeah. Wow. In states or towns? I didn't hear that part. In states. states. Well, Pennsylvania- In all states? Yeah, well, no, not in, in all states, but in, in several of the state laws. Pennsylvania actually still has on the books a a clause about non-believers holding a, a position. Public office. Yeah. yeah, and and that it's not allowed. So, yes, your home state <laughs> still has this. There goes my bid for mayor. <laughs> I did a quick Google search, and there are seven states where atheists can't legally run for office. And Pennsylvania is one of them? That's Maryland, disappointing. Maryland, Arkansas, Mississippi, North Carolina, 
South Carolina, Tennessee, and Texas. I guess Pennsylvania got overturned recently. Oh, good. Oh, did it? Yes. Interesting. Looks like it. Yeah, my campaign's so, back on. Yeah, me too. I think. I think. I think politics, local politics, at the very, at the very least, is my destiny. And man, Maryland was quite the surprise on that list. Yeah, Maryland's a surprise. Yeah, I did not see that coming. The rest of them are southern. Yeah, we're we're so <laughs> staples. Like Maryland, really surprised <laughs> me. Of those were surprises. I didn't. Is that one of those sneaky states that's that you don't realize they're passing all these uh, turn back the clock, non progressive things like? Man, in Indiana gets me every time. Like I never think of it in like the, you know, Mississippi, Alabama mm-hmm. kind of states, but man, the governor of Indiana is just full on crazy and he passes some of the scariest stuff. That guy's the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember us talking about Maryland once before on this show and huh. how it was sneaky. I think maybe episode 1 or 2. But back to what Ray was talking about. These states are – does this guy represent a state? Who was he? What is his deal? Uh, the guy that I was talking yeah. about? No. Yeah. He, he is not. He is a religious – obviously fanatic. He's just a religious, <laughs> outspoken outspoken religious apologist. So okay. now, he, he is not a political person in any way. But is there any state where there's a law saying that you can discriminate against an atheist? And you're not held accountable for it? Well, there's no – so what he's talking about is there's – he he's afraid that there could be a movement to put atheists on the protected list, like the same as, you know, discriminating right. against someone for race or, or religion. But you can still – most places can discriminate against someone that says they don't believe in God. If you say you don't believe in God, you you can use that as a reason to not be hired. Now – you should, you can't specifically ask a religious question in right. an interview, but it's not a protected group of people. Being an atheist, that's not a protected group. Right. Right. We, Great. Are, we are free to be discriminated against. Right. Well, again, why would, if you are so opposed to any particular group, I mean, why wouldn't you have the, the, I guess the, the foresight or just the, uh, the ability – because theoretically, you can discriminate against anybody you want. If I'm a business owner hmm. and I don't want any blacks working there, as long as I don't admit that's why there are none working there, there's never going to get one hired. And you're never going to be able to tell me otherwise. Hmm. No, I agree because even in real estate, renters' laws and stuff like that in Pennsylvania are very strict. You cannot turn somebody down for economic reasons like other than their credit score. Hmm. But – if they, you know, if they look poor or their job just doesn't, you don't think their job's going to pull enough money. And all these reasons that you can't turn them down if they have a lot of kids and like that. Yet I constantly have to tell landlords, you can't say that. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll be like, well, I don't want to hire him because he's got five kids. I'm like, you can't say that. Just say you don't, or not hire him. You don't want to rent to him. Just say you don't want to rent it to him. That's nope. it. That's all you have to say. Just like you say, no, I don't feel like hiring you. I don't like you for some reason. You know, right. why do you have to go? No, the reason I'm not hiring you is because you're a godless heathen. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy that we're talking about is John John Christian Adams. Yeah, that's his real name. J. Christian Adams. Uh, he was a former United States Department of Justice official oh, uh, who is now geez. a Fox contributor. <sighs> Can we get him on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask. I'm thinking the answer is no. So I did find the... The thing about Pennsylvania, it has no specific laws banning non-believers, unlike some of the other states. 
Um, but the Constitution of our great state say, says that no one can be disqualified from serving in office on the basis of religion, but with the caveat that office holders should believe in God and a future state of rewards and punishment considered to mean heaven or hell. So, <laughs> so you can't discriminate so you can't be an against your beliefs unless you're a non-believer, then fuck you. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I don't know how that doesn't get on the list of – make the list of eight. I really don't, but <laughs> Well, go. because Mississippi is like no person who denies the existence of a supreme being shall hold any office in this state. All right. That's, that's pretty clear. <laughs> yeah. yeah <it> <laughs> Holy that's Moses. Not, that's not wishy-washy at all. Uh, well, we're a commonwealth, though. We have to be a little wishy-washy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Moving on. Ian, tell me about Jared's nemesis. Oh, no. Jared's nemesis. All right. So, um, old nemesis. My new old. nemesis is Joey Salad. Oh, right, okay. right, right. Absolutely. So, Jared's, one of Jared's classic nemesis, <laughs> the somewhat legendary science guy himself, Bill Nye, whose number one pastime is battling against the forces of climate change deniers, uh, <laughs> was once again in the news because he, there is a gentleman. And this gentleman's name is Mark Morano. Mark Morano is the uh, head of the Committee for a Constructive Tomorrow. And he is also <laughs> the uh, producer and director of his new movie called Climate Hustle, which is a <laughs> film that helps to dispel the climate change myth and how the liberal media... And the scientific community is perpetrating this for their own benefit. So Bill Nye reached out to this gentleman and made, you know, offered him two bets of $10,000 each to say, uh, the first bet, he said that I believe that 2016 will be one of the top 10 hottest years on record. And he said that this current decade would finish as the hottest on record. And Moreno said that he couldn't take that accepting either of those bets would be silly because <laughs> it was obvious that the <laughs> official records would show more global warming. So, so he not came only out is he a denier, but he thinks that <laughs> the whole thing is a conspiracy. 100%. But a, consp it's a hustle. Think, conspiracy to what end? All those rich grants that those scientists are getting. <laughs> <laughs> Living in the lap of luxury in those labs and shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's always the thing. I, don't, I never understand what the uh, what what they why, think. Why make it up? Right. Well, because he's got this new movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, out. sure. There's that. <laughs> Just to get. But, but I think what you're saying is, is what what is his reasoning for the scientists to make up? Oh, right. No, do they I just, don't know. Global did they just warming. hate coal miners? Is that the thing? <laughs> well, you know, you know how much money Al Gore made off that movie and his little movement. That's you like, know, it's the two, hustle. Two, three bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they say. You mean Ma Man Bear Pig? Eye <laughs> on the hog. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, fortunately, he has he's got some this this Murano has has many has lots of, you know, intelligent, high profile uh, supporters like former Alaska Governor Sarah Palin <laughs> and uh, current presidential nominee Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So is this the thing that I saw? on Reddit that claimed that Palin was going to debate Nye on climate change? Because I saw something about that, and then it was debunked. I'm assuming it's talking about this. And it, it could be. I mean, she, you know, is making 
She she has spoken out like this Morano guy. She says, here is her quote, climate change is to this century what eugenics was to the last century. It Whoa. is a con job. <laughs> wow. Really? What? Yes. <laughs> Which Does she know uh, what eugenics does she know what that word means? I'm not sure. <laughs> I think it it makes me like her even less. I would hate to like, I love climate change and I love eugenics. I don't know why she would be opposed to both things that I enjoy. Why are you trying to take my happiness, Sarah Palin? So is the, the climate denying? Is this, is it just a, um, you know, a coal and oil company front? Is that it all it is? To be. Absolutely. It has to be. Absolutely. But is that all it is, though? What well, else I mean, could it be? <laughs> look at look how rich the Koch brothers are and oh. all the things that they control. And where did right. the Koch brothers make their money? Oil and gas. Yeah. Right. Fracking, you start right, fucking with their shit. And uh, again, those two will – or however – I think there's like three Koch brothers, right? One of them yeah. got outed. One, one um, of them was forced out. Yeah, one of them was <laughs> – he's like a those poet Those brothers or aren't nice to each mm. other either. <laughs> you know, they're never going to want for anything ever. No. And nobody in their family is ever going to want for anything. So now it's just a matter of legacy. Yeah. And you're fucking with their legacy. Or I should say those dirty rich scientists are fucking with their legacy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. To me, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know why, as a stupidly rich person, you wouldn't invest in the next major thing. Like, why, why are you so stuck on oil and coal that you can't even see that if you were to switch and, you know, take... Take the Elon Musk road mm. that you could still make ridiculous amounts of money. Maybe, maybe it's not as ridiculous. Maybe that's it. Maybe. I don't. I don't well, understand the the being that greedy. Well, is part of it? I mean, going back to religion, is part of it because they truly believe that the end times are upon us, and it doesn't matter if the planet is filled up with carbon dioxide and overheats because they're going to heaven. Well, yeah. I mean, I've heard that, and I've heard that. You know, if if the temperature rises, that's God's will. Mm, sure. So, you know, and the, I believe the politicians are in it for the money and they're just like, oh, these suckers will fucking believe anything. Mm. So let's go with that narrative and they'll they'll back us on that. Right. I have heard that. Um, who do we think that we are that we could alter the climate of God's creation kind of argument? And yeah. nothing that we do could change God's dominion. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> or you could look at the science. Yeah, but one congressman brought a snowball into the into there, and you know that proves everything wrong. (laughs) Done and done. So why, out of curiosity, was that was James Einhoff, by the way? Um, Mm, (laughs) Don't ever Uh want to forget that. Um, Why is Bill Nye or was Bill Nye a nemesis? I still don't understand. Well, one, it's very troubling for me because Bill Nye does do a lot of good things, and I do like what he does. But I had the pleasure of working with Bill Nye one time on a Nickelodeon TV show back when I was doing film and stuff like that. Or it was for a channel called Noggin at the time, not Nickelodeon. I remember that. And you would have thought we were working with Tom Cruise on Mission Impossible. He was such a prima donna. He was such an asshole. Uh, I'm, I'm shortening the story a lot because there's a lot of little tidbits in there. But uh, I walked away with a very unsavory taste in my mouth for Bill Nye. It's, that's why I find it – you know, I, I back everything he says. I just didn't like him then. <laughs> and maybe he was having a bad day that day. I don't know. But I got my revenge. <laughs> you got your <laughs> save revenge. For, I'll save it for another day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's, I forget who it was. It was an art, article about Van Halen. One of the requirements they had for their concerts was they ordered a bowl of M&M's with all of the brown M&Ms removed, I think right. it was. Well, but- if I give you an example, I got yelled at by Bill Nye for fucking his coffee up. 
because I was a production assistant on it. So that gives you any idea of yeah. what I was dealing with. Well, but Van Halen's argument was, is if you can't manage to get the M&Ms right, I got to question everything else that you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's unfortunate because – and this is way off target, but yeah. – uh, because of those bands like that, like it seems like every star has really weird writers for when they do something like that. So, like, I have a friend who's working with the Wu Tang Clan right now to put on a concert, <laughs> and they require a limo stocked with Big Macs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Good for them. And I think I, I read some, uh, I think it might have been on Cracked or something like that, that Katy Perry has a writer that the chauffeur of the limo cannot make eye contact with her, cannot talk to her, and cannot talk to any of her guests, um, and must somehow determine where she wants to go without actually speaking to her. <laughs> nice. So he's just supposed to stare at her boobs the whole time? Is that... <laughs> no, because you know, no, he's not even allowed to look through the rearview mirror. Oh, that was okay. one of the things. You can't even look <laughs> no through the rearview mirror. No eye contact. I thought, you know... Yeah. Society ha- has definitely a, a problem with narcissists. Just look at the Republican <laughs> content- leader, and we, we know we have a, a narcissism problem in this country at the moment, so yeah. I'm not surprised. I blame my old nemesis social media. Yeah. That's a big nemesis. It's a huge nemesis, and it <laughs> plagues me all the time. Did it yell at you for fucking its coffee up? <laughs> no, but you were a production assistant. If you can't handle a coffee order, you should be fired. No, I have to argue against that. I'm actually taking Jared's side on this because <laughs> I, I've messed someone's coffee up previously. Not being a coffee drinker, that I'm pretty sure that's easy for me to do. But also, people are really damn picky about their coffee. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, true. You can make a really good coffee for you and hand it to someone and they would, oh, that's shit, you're fired. Like, Well, <laughs> in my defense, it, I didn't make the cup of coffee. I got it from uh, Starbucks sure. and they fucked it up, yet I still got yelled at for it. Yeah, so, so that's- fuck Bill Nye. <laughs> <laughs> Rubbing salt yes. in the wound. <laughs> and fuck you, Ian. For taking his <laughs> uh, how does he take his coffee? Oh, I don't know. It was some caramel macchiato bullshit thing that <laughs> they screwed up. That's not coffee. That's dessert. Uh, I, uh, coffee is coffee. Caramel macchiato is not coffee. Sounds Sorry. good, though. And it is good, but it's not coffee. All right. One last thing before we head out. And uh, yeah, it's a heavier subject, but. Robert Deere, the Planned Parenthood shooter from Colorado Springs last November. I'm going to put up a link to him and this picture because, like we said before we started recording, this guy looks like a cross between Commander Riker and Charles Manson. (laughs) He is amazing. He's supposed to be going in later this month to have a judge determine his mental competency and I'm pretty sure I know what they're going to say, because <laughs> this dude looks insane. <laughs> Some of his statements were just amazing. He believes, without a doubt, that he is going to be greeted when he dies, that he is going to go to heaven and be greeted by aborted fetuses who would thank him at the gate of heaven. I mean... For what? Uh- for, for murdering people? For, yeah, for killing these people who were going to kill more people, except for the fact that he didn't kill any of the people who worked there. He killed people who were there for medical help. Mm. Oh. <clears throat> so he didn't actually prevent right. any, anything. Right. Right. But that's what he said, that that's what he believes. He said that he was also inspired by Paul Hill, 
who killed an abortion provider in 1994. So he is not relenting in any case. He's not saying he's sorry. Uh, he completely admitted to killing three people and to taking over the clinic. And there's 179 criminal counts for his actions that he took that day. And he basically is saying, yes, and I would do it again. So I'm very curious how this judge is going to find, whether they're going to find that he is competent or not, because he sounds completely nuts. And yet, I don't think it's really he's nuts. I think that he has been so influenced by his religion that he believes he's justified. Well, so he's I guess my question to, to you guys so is, 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 he, <laughs> is, he, is, is that crazy? Is be- having those beliefs crazy? And I... I would say it's not. Well, he, he he's been trained by the you know the Republican campaign talking points. Yes. How to think? I mean, he I'm I'm sure he's not the most stable of individuals, but he if he had not been introduced to that narrative, he would be a you know just tooling around in his hometown, not harming anybody. But he was wound up. He specifically cited during uh, his his statement that. Uh, he cited the baby parts, the Planned Parenthood, the completely yeah. falsified movie, sell- right. Planned Parenthood selling baby parts. Um, he cited that as part of his reason for doing this. So, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So they bear um, some think, responsibility. Go ahead. Right. Uh, I, I think having the beliefs does indeed not make you crazy. Clearly acting on them is when it switches over. So when you cross the line into crazy is when you shoot three people because of those beliefs. Right. But how much is of that? Do you think that's actual an actual mental disorder, or do you think that it's you know the belief system? You you truly believe crazy as opposed that, to evil. Well, you truly believe that you're acting on God's will, so it can't be evil, right? But I, I guess I think believing that you're acting on God's will is crazy. Okay, <laughs> like I and I, I mean I guess that that would make it all crazy. You know, if people are they pack up and spend a year in. You know, Belize trying to convert people because of God's will. I think that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, dangerous crazy as opposed to productive crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose the question comes down to whether or not he's crazy is how he's going to be, where he's going to be put. And I think we've, uh, at least me, I've come under the impression that if you can get a, you know, temporary insanity plea, that you get a cushy sentence. And so we shouldn't do that. Sure. From what I, I understand, uh, an insanity plea is very hard to get, despite what TV and uh, movies have taught us. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think this guy is going for that. I think that he believes he is no, he's, completely justified. He, he's going to get some sort of life sentence or possibly a death sentence. I don't think he will get off. I don't think he will get any sort of psychiatric leniency. Yeah, I have no idea what the uh, Colorado... I don't, I don't know if they have capital punishment. I would assume so, but... I, I see. I would assume the opposite because really? I did again. I don't follow all the stories. Whatever happened to uh, I shot a bunch of people watching Batman guy. Mm. Mm, that I don't know. I do know that the Paul Hill that he said was his example was mm-hmm. uh, he in '94 he killed a person in Pensacola, Florida. He was executed nine years later. So, but that okay. was Florida. So I know right. they have capital punishment in Florida. I or do at least not know in about 2003. Colorado. Right. I do not know about uh, Colorado. Yeah, I don't know. Where does the line between sanity and insanity and being responsible for your actions and, being, and not being responsible for your actions? What could he say that the Republicans made him do it? While well, I agree with him to a certain extent, he's still the one that pulled the trigger. Did he know right from wrong? Well, his definition of right and wrong is different than ours, but society says he was wrong. So therefore, right. 
the punishment should be whatever is appropriate for Colorado. Right, sure. I, I mean, it's kind of black and white for me. I mean, there are very few people, I think, that qualify as insane. I mean, schizophrenia is, uh, uncontrolled schizophrenia is one of those things that is clear, but a lot of the other ones is just narcissism and antisocial behavior. So. Sure. Okay. I'm so, sorry to bring it to, to end it on a down note. <laughs> Way to go, Buzz Killington. <laughs> I just had to bring that up. This, uh, If nothing else, it was worth it just for the picture. <laughs> All right. We've uh, spent enough time this week. So for anyone who is listening, if you have any comments or questions, or if you'd like to ask us anything about beliefs that you have or that we have, please feel free to leave something in the comment area on our website, profaneargument.com. And uh, I would also want to encourage you to check out shows on the soon-to-be-named network, which we are a member of. You can see them on the soon-to-be-named-network.com, where you can find shows like The Long Box Heroes and Long Box Heroes After Dark with Leonard and Todd, where they talk about all things comic books. A live YouTube show called The Fresher and Parlance Show that you can watch on YouTube. The Prodigal Sons podcast, starring our own Ian and Jared, also with Brian and Adam. Uh, what would you say you discuss on the Prodigal Sons? We do it all, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, there you go. And also Podvocacy with uh, Jason and David, where they discuss current pop culture events. Also, you could listen to Ian and myself, along with Craig, talk about a game called Marvel Puzzle Quest on the Puzzle Warriors 3. Those are the shows. Oh, and also, I completely missed it. The new podcast I haven't listened to. Um, well, it's new. That's understandable. The Prime Defective. That's what it's called. Wow. The Prime Defective. Take a listen to Jared and Brian on the Prime Defective as they talk about Star Trek The Next Generation and do a rundown of the episodes. I would call it a companion podcast to the show. There you go. Oh. That sounds nice. Check out any of those shows on the soon-to-be-named network. Basically, we've got something for everybody, I think. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And until next time, I am Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. Still Ian. <laughs> okay, thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you. So tired of pretending